All right, and we're recording. We're live. Welcome to the Movie Bros podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to watch and listen to people uh, talk and dissect your uh, your favorite movies of today and yesteryear. Uh, I am Neri Science. Uh, with me uh, for the first time ever, we have a full panel today. Normally, we have either one or two or three, but not four. So now we have four. Uh, we have uh, Mike Mercadal. Uh, what's up, bro? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, wrong show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrong show. Mike Mercadal from the uh, What's Up, Bro podcast, uh, also the Kickflix podcast, and uh, many more. So make sure you follow him on all the socials. Uh, we have Chad, our resident lawyer and film lover. What's up, guys? Is it? It's, yeah, there you go. It's an audio format as well as visual, so you just might want to give an audio format. All right. And we have resident geek queen, Hilda. Hi, guys. All right. Uh, today's uh, movies, the movies that we are uh, doing today, the two movies, because this is the format of the show, is that we're going to be reviewing uh, Apple Plus TV, Apple TV Plus's Spirited, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, uh, as well as 1988's a uh, small time big screen classic uh willow right That's right small independent movie small independent now movie. Out. for the record how are these movies connected <laughs> um i think the the creator of willow has seen spirited i imagine that that um <laughs> I imagine that George Lucas has Apple TV Plus available to him. Yes. <laughs> These two movies are connected by the slimmest of threads. They are connected by uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, we, we would be remiss to uh, not talk about Willow and not talk about the TV show that is now currently actively airing. So we can get to that when we get to well, that. Well, we're not there yet. What a world. Know, yeah. that- we're we're going to talk. We're not there yet. We're going to talk about spirited first we're going to talk about spirited 2022's spirited um it is a the musical on uh, musical twist i guess musical version of charles dickens a christmas story uh a christmas and in itself christmas is story very... is uh, the ralphie with the glasses yeah christmas story is very right whole other like I, I, that's a whole i would episode. actually like a <laughs> I would actually like a musical version of that movie. That would be actually pretty cool. Uh, Broadway uh, thing. I, I would take most movies in a musical format. I would like Predator. Can you imagine Predator in a musical format? That'd be amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> Only if he gets his own. He's got to get his own song. To put Absolutely, gotta he's got to get his own song in his language. But we can have subtitles. It's okay. If it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. I like it. See, I have feelings already. I have feelings. I ain't got Hold time on, to guys. bleed. I ain't got time to, or whatever. That is literally how I interpret. So I was not aware that Spirited was a musical going what? into it. And then no. when they, because I just di- did not bear witness to any of the advertising. I didn't look at anything. I didn't see it. So when, when they started singing, I, the most vehement what the fuck came out of my mouth. I was like, what the fuck? I was not ready. I w- did, you all knew that going in, that it was a musical? I had seen yeah. the, the previous. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No clue. 
<laughs> what a what a you, surprise. You didn't know it was going to be a musical? No, I just said that. I just never did not. Oh, no, I I, I, I literally step, had to step away from my computer because I can't. the audience, the visual audience can't see me. For those of you who don't know, you can watch us. If you're listening to the audio version, you can watch the video that lives on forever on our Facebook and YouTube channels. But I had I literally uh, had to put my video off because the the bandwidth was too much as far as me being on a cruise ship for the Wi-Fi, and I literally had to step away from my computer because I got a phone call in my cabin, which never happens. The only people who call me are people who tell me, "Hey, the show's about to start. Where are you?" Yeah, money, money um, is involved. So I, <laughs> I got <laughs> super scared that I was like, "Did I read the schedule wrong? <laughs> I thought I didn't have a show tonight." And then he was like, "Hey, you got my letter?" I'm like, "The letter that says that the shows are tomorrow." And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got the get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get out, get out, get out. I didn't get know this was a musical, um, and I was, um, I just thought it was a comedy because it is like Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It doesn't scream musical to me. No, no, it's actually like Ryan Reynolds really. first. No, I think that's, I think that's like the way they like it. I think that's the reason why they. <sighs> yeah, Wait, I think that was the reason debut, why they. Uh, Hilda. Yeah, yeah, I read it was um it's I think it's it's the first time that he's acted in a musical. Did he okay, he's Canadian. The, the musical mm-hmm. the musical duo behind this movie is the same um is are the same two people behind La La Land and The Greatest Showman. Um, which I have yet to see. I need to see. Yeah, other other like very musical movies. That's actually what got me excited at first was cuz I, I like I really liked La La Land a lot. And uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that was that was a happy surprise. And then I'm a sucker for anything with Ryan Reynolds. So I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> that alone sold me. I was like, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I was like, Ryan Reynolds. I was like, I don't even care if this is bad. Like, it's Ryan Reynolds. I enjoyed that it was I Ryan Reynolds with- not being a smarmy good guy. He was a smarmy bad guy. <laughs> it's the same Ryan Reynolds, just different framing. But yeah. it's you know what I mean? Like Ryan Reynolds, God bless him. He's great as Deadpool, but he is Ryan Reynolds in every character. Like he's like Tom yes. Cruise, like one of those guys that's the same, it's a slight variation on a theme, you know yes. what I mean? And then uh you get what you get. But in this framing, at first when they were like, Oh, he's gonna be a dick, I was like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense because in real life, all Ryan Reynolds's characters would be horrible to be around. Absolutely. Well, I mean, just, Deadpool is not a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, like, smarmy, so. like, just smarmy 24 7. No, thank you. I mean, <laughs> give you me a still can't talk. help but like him. He's great. <laughs> like, I know. Even yeah. Deadpool, you're like, I still like you, though. You're awful, but I like you. Did we like the premise of the movie? The whole idea that there is a spirit of Christmas and they do every year they do a Christmas carol and it's been going on for hundreds of years. I think it's a, a neat variation. I'm, they sort I don't know how fast you want to move through the movie, but they sort of seem like it started at one point, right? I wondered what they were doing before that. But anyway, that's me nerding out about their lore. Um, I I loved that we were I love that we were actually seeing this from the ghost's perspective, right? Yeah, like cool. most of this, like you think of every other iteration of a Christmas carol, right? The Muppets one, the I mean, all of them, and they're the all the best from- one. Yeah, the best yes. one. I was, oh, you beat me to it. 
we don't. We talked about the Scrooge. Uh, Maracas on the raft. They're like Scrooge, Scrooge, and, and Christmas Carol. I love it's Christmas Carol, man. But Those no, but this right is now with in this one, we're actually seeing like this, like behind the scenes where the ghosts are all like, "Oh my god, can you believe this guy?" Like, what? You know, um, I like. We're in I like the, the fact that we're looking at from like the ghosts come and they're like scary as fuck, and it's like, "Oh my god, what is going on? Like, is this real life?" This one. Very similar to like the Bill Murray screw. He's just like not scared. However, <laughs> we're seeing like um, Christmas past, right? She like totally fell for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, she was like, pointless. Why'd you even send me? Basically, and then um, and then uh, she comes back. They're all having these conversations of like, this is a lost cause, dude. But it was like a meta. It's a. It's very meta in the way that they. It, it's like a movie about. How do you make a movie about making movies that's not about making movies? And it's about right. the like and scene. Can you know like and cut? Yeah. Oh great! Hey, positions everybody. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, I, they did it. I very and, much appreciated the fact that um, it, it was like you said from the perspective of the ghost, but from their perspective, it's just a job. Like this yes. is a job, right. like, you know what I mean? Like it, there's an HR department. There's yep. like, I could, and being <laughs> at so, being as someone who worked in corporate offices a lot throughout my life, I'm like totally relating to all of that shit. Where it's like, oh, don't call HR on me. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And like all these meetings. Yeah, she's like, shit. are you texting? The only HR? thing that I was, the only thing that I was waiting for was I was waiting for one joke where they were having a face to face meeting, and then somebody would say, this could have been an email. Like that's the one joke that I because I I'm very familiar with the office environment where every they have meetings for these dumb minuscule things that could have just been an email. I'm like you just this could have been and that's the, but I love that perspective. So th- this movie was great. I didn't I knew I was gonna like it. I let me rephrase that. I was hoping to like it. I knew it was musical, but I especially loved everything. What got me hooked was the promotion for this movie when they were sitting at a fireplace, the two actors, and they were talking about how they're like, we're going to address the accusations that this that are singing in this movie is lip synced and it's not lip synced. And then during that ad, they call cut and they're, it's being the audio is being looped and it's actually being dubbed by the guy from Millie Vanilli, which I thought was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, that ad, I never saw any I was like, of this. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the first time. You I should saw go on Instagram before. more often, man. <laughs> of all the things that I get spoiled for me, and it comes up repeatedly on every Geek Bro podcast about how I get <laughs> I try to avoid spoilers and everything. I did not have one ounce of knowledge. I will say this. I am not a musicals person. I do not like musicals as, as like, uh, I mean, I can acknowledge when one is good and stuff like that, but I can't, I, it's not my go-to medium. There's something about the music that um, it's like, a, 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 it's like, it's like a, um, an emotional manipulation tool, but then they all start to kind of sound the same and like, they are emotionally manipulative in the same way, like modern mm. Broadway. When you hear like, I think Rent was my first exposure to that kind of like modern-y Broadway stuff. And then ever since then, I can't get the, I've, if you, I play music also. So like I can hear, you know, like mm. those, there's certain very specific intervals and chord changes, like, and key changes that are done where, where like the songwriters are going to be like, ah, what do you motherfuckers see this? Boom. And then it's like meant to elicit an emotion and it works. I'm not going to say it doesn't work. 
but music it's by also, itself is very manipulative exactly but yeah. but it's yeah. it's very it works in the same like it's tried and true so when i watch it i'm just like oh there it is all right and i'm not emotionally like in connecting with it because it just the musical nature of it pulls me out so i don't it necessarily so like it. difficult it must be so difficult to be you mike you like not like really. all of this goes on in your head man all of this I'm goes on in your head like we talked about this on the other episode where you're like you you are as you're watching a superhero movie you're thinking about the casting news that just came out and you're like how does this play into the bigger universe i'm and all sorry this? it hurts like, you to think as much as i do no I, no i'm I saying know like, you I'm can't not, get I, and I'm, again i'm not i'm not yeah, I'm, you. I'm just saying like i can't even imagine i'm so I'm, I'm i'm actually saying the same thing you're about to say mike i'm so dumb that i go into a movie and be like just like Okay, just give me what you got, and I don't think I'm not here thinking like, and the manipulate here comes the manipulation tool. Like, yeah, that's whole. It's a movie. The whole movie is a manipulation tool. Like, this whole. I get it. I, I, that's the. But yeah. that's the thing is that you're not like we're pulled out of it by different things, right? Like, I'm sure there's something that when you're watching, especially if you're like familiar with the subject matter. Like a medic, I'm a I'm a medical professional. So whenever hospital things happen, I'm always like, "Oh, this is gonna bother me." I'm sure, Chad, you, you if some lawyer thing is egregiously wrong, you cannot like separate. Like it just happens. It does. I would That's never, why I stopped watching Law and Order. Couldn't do it. <laughs> right. I would never, Neri. I would never call you dumb to your face the no, idea no, no. I, is i'm fine with that but I, I you know what i like about this i like the fact that mike is like i'm a medical professional so anything whenever i see something medically uh incorrect in movies it takes me out of it meanwhile cut to episode three mike and i talking about black christmas and he was like i love the fact that the eye sockets are super long i'm like what the fuck i'm like it's so yeah. crazy no, it's i said so that was good medical stuff i said <laughs> that i said that i acknowledged that it was absolutely incorrect but there was a lot of good drippy gore in it that was like accentuated so everything look it's a like That's this a is, thing, horror man. movies and musicals offer a very similar thing in that they are exaggerated absolutely. right there's exaggeration everything in it like even even the characters like this movie had so much so many meta moments that it almost like imploded on itself with too much because even then they were like, "You're not going to start singing now, are you?" And he's like, "Oh, no. he's like, I'll give it to you." That was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite. The Marley moments. character was all I... against the singing. He was like, yeah. "Stop that it!" Was, I love it again. I loved it because I, at that point I was literally watching it, going like, "Didn't we just do a song two minutes ago? We're going to do another song now." Like I was thinking that, and he goes, "We're not going to do another song now, right?" I go, "Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we can't do another song just yet. You gotta, you gotta give these." Uh, true and tried tropes uh, arrest in between. <laughs> right. Well, Hilda, as a musical lover, I, where I does musicals. this stack We're up? All... Yeah, but I'm talking yeah. to Hilda right now. Uh, as the <laughs> musical lover, where does this stack up in your it, it, like, is this as good as something else that is good? You know what I mean? Like, where would you put it? I thought this one was more fun, right? So musicals are formulaic and they are like you're talking what we're talking about is formulas mike and like they work for they work for a reason right but when i go to when i go to a musical an actual musical right i know it's a formula i know at some point towards the end of the first act they might get a tear out of me right it's a (laughs) build-up but it's to be expected so climax song happens in the in the middle and then there's the resolution reprise or reprise right at the end they right. did the fucking joke in the show. Which is a joke in the movie. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, 
Am I mad at it? No. I mean, one, it's a, it's like, I'm not, it's a, one, it's, it's a Christmas movie, right? So even if it's bad, it's still like, it's kind of a feel good thing, right? You just, you want, I loved the, the, what is it? The good afternoon. Oh yeah. No, I was, was my wife and I were saying that to each yes, other. Yes. Like, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Like, good afternoon. <laughs> right. That's going to be Will, new, like, when Will Ferrell goes back into like, the cab, when Will Ferrell goes Mary. back into the cab, when the cab driver goes, good uh, afternoon, and Will Ferrell goes, you son of a... And he goes, that, that, that's <laughs> fucking, that was just great, man. That was so, just, I mean, look, I, here's the thing. Movies are formulas, man. Like, I, I mean, I, mean, I, we, I love... I love sports movies and fucking sports movie. I mean, how much, how much, how much more formula a can you get in a sports movie, right? Yeah, the team right. Is down, be down at the down end. The, it's down in the slug. It's gonna lose. They look like they're gonna lose. Then they, they start training and then they get better. And then there's a montage and then there's and then and then the fight. It's tough. And then at the end, it comes out with the outcome. And even if they don't win the match or the game uh, outright, there's a moral victory to be like. There's always some kind of victory to latch on to, and you're like, it's a fucking. Yeah. If you want to look at every movie like a formula, you're like, that's. But th- that's yeah, what I'm I, saying. Like, I don't watch movies like that. I watch movies and be like, this is great, or this sucked, or whatever it was. I don't watch it and be like, let's look at the formula. Like, I don't. I'm well, not looking at it with matrix eyes where I can about, see the numbers coming through the screen. Like, look at this motherfucker. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're right talking here. about wanting to dissect it, which is not what I meant by saying it's formulaic. But what I'm saying by formulaic, it's to be my reaction from it was to be expected, right? Is it a movie that I will randomly pull up and watch throughout the year? Probably not. But is it one that around the holidays, I'll be like, yeah, I'll watch Spirited. Why not? Yeah, and I'll, I will put it on. For Xmas movies. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it falling into that rotation of just like fun Christmas movies that I can see in the future throwing on during the month of December. You know what I'm sad about that we don't have anymore, but this would be a perfect version of that is the cable movie that you stumble on, on like a random Saturday afternoon. And then you're like, Oh, right. And we talk about it since the inceptions of Ubro of like, they, Oh, the remote goes down and I'm just going to sit here and check this out for a little while. Like the, the channel flipper stoppers, you know, like where you're just like, click, click, click. Oh yeah. yeah. During the day, like AMC would have them all like on a weekend. I'd be like, Oh, Twister's on. That's it. My my next two hours are taken. (laughs) Twister's on the day after tomorrow. Like Phil, no, that's those it. are classic. My plans they, are done for the next two hours. Like this is what I'm doing. <laughs> they're not break it. They're not like these next level cinema movies. They're they are movies, and they know they are movies. And that's like the one thing I will say is this movie is a lot of movies in one movie. Like there was a period piece. There was a uh uh. This is um. Oh God, what's the the. the What's the the one with the fucking? It's a Wonderful Life. It yeah, was got, it's like a which Christmas, life. which is scrooged. a we we got, have, yeah. There's a whole bunch. There's a the musical. Yeah, there's there's the classic Dickens. Literally, the old Ebenezer Scrooge is folded into this new uh, version of it. There's a lot of movie going on in this movie, and the thing the the reason why like. I, I I'm not watching these movies actively trying to like crack the code like I'm in the Matrix or whatever. <laughs> I, the thing is, is that when a movie is able to prevent me from doing that because I'm fully engaged with what's going on, that's when it's like, oh, this movie is great. This movie is next level. When afterwards is when I do all that stuff, not during. You know what I mean? Like you know, that's I'm not where usually. I fall is the afterwards. I can usually shut off my brain and just fall into the movie. I'd also. For me, movies are how do you turn it on? Like, my like brain candy. 
I don't know. Normally, I can't shut it off, but a movie will do it for me. <laughs> um, but it's like my mouth. I can't usually shut it off either. Um, but the movies to me are like short, condensed candies for my brain, essentially. Like, yeah. uh, like I don't care. I will watch Die, Zombie, Die just for the funsies of it. Um, you know, because it's like the most terrible movie ever. But it's an hour and a half. Okay, whatever. But, you know, like if it was the book or if it was like a video game and it stunk, I was like, no, I'm not wasting the next, you know, 40 hours of my life. But do you bail on stuff when you're watching it? Like, like, have you ever just watched like 15 minutes of something and you're like, ah? Or do you are you one of those like you give it time to build? I usually give it time to build, especially I'm a a huge horror fan of like I just said. I I watched dumb, really Z level horror movies. Um, The one thing that has gotten me to walk away recently is this trend for slow burns, Mm. Uh, and I'm like, but something has to burn. Yeah. And you're not doing anything. Um, yeah. And so that's, 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 I've, st- I've walked away from a couple of like those Netflix specials or, or you know, the, the 500th uh, iteration of some zombie movie. You know, like- <laughs> the slow burn. So my, well, my wife and I, we, like, we were watching this uh, Olivia Coleman drama that was supposed to be, it was something about the, daughter lost daughter something like that i can't remember what it was what it was called but the whole movie was going by and we were all like well something's gonna happen and then the credits started rolling and we were like huh, <laughs> nothing nothing happened nothing happened <laughs> yeah that's nothing what i felt like there's one way to go about it, it. follows yeah. yeah they did a thing okay. they went with you didn't decision. like it follow it follows no. i liked no so boring like, the I dumbest the dumbest horror villain ever or like the dumbest <laughs> monster ever Oh no, it's following me. Okay, I'm just gonna get on a train and go that way. Or yeah, any high fast like, walking travel. Wait, wait for like a day or two, I guess, and then I'm gonna get on another train and just. And that's assuming you don't like get on a plane and really outdo it. Did uh, you guys? Did you guys pick up? Sorry, I'm gonna like redirect here. But did yeah. you guys? Um, yeah. Did you guys pick up on all of the costumes at the part in the party scene? Oh yeah, that was one of my favorite little like group of easter eggs like all in the same place and especially the one guy who was dressed like buddy the elf yes, mm-hmm. I was yes. Gonna and like you look stupid one of the things that i loved uh and i love it and every time i see it and i don't know why it's the dumbest thing but when somebody does that like Bam, and they're in a different costume, like a different variation of their costume. And oh, they, 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 yeah, and they're they, like went from a black suit to the gold suit or whatever. And, oh, in the opening number. In the opening number, and yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. I think it's from Buffy. The one, the Buffy musical did it for me years ago, and the, the Man, big you villain would, did that. Chad, you would love TikTok. Oh, yeah. that's that's really all they do on tiktok man they do like i just thought they took off the clothes on tiktok Sorry. it's a bunch of transitions where it's like and now i'm wearing different shoes like what how did he do that like it's like a lot of those like, every, i would love to do that i mean like i want to do a different mood and wham every okay. other one's like a hand over the camera it's like this and they come back and then it's like something else yeah right. yeah there's a bunch like, of those yeah i i do have one question speaking of easter eggs in this movie we all saw the Dolly Parton statue as mm-hmm. being redeemed, right? We all yeah. saw Dolly Parton. Dolly yes. Parton was the name that dragged my eyes to it. What, exactly. What was she before she was redeemed? How she's like the one of the like wholesomest people in the fucking yep. world. Wow. Dolly yeah. Parton is a, she's a national she's a national treasure. So there's gotta be What was she like forty years ago when she was in I her twenties and you know uh, yeah. that's a, a way better star. movie in my opinion. Have Ryan Reynolds play Dolly Parton? Parton. <laughs> and then have Will Ferrell be uh uh whatever Wagner. 
So I, am I the so only I one? That gets, I, I am the only one that gets deserved. Okay. Yeah, Porter I, Wagner, I dug this. Right. I dug this movie, man. I um, I I will say this. I started watching this movie last night, and I was uh, had a long traveling day, so there was like for the first ten minutes, I was dozing in and out, but not nothing of the movie's fault. It was just because I was tired and I was laying down, so like I literally had to take a walk and then come back and then like you know like start watching it. And again, not the movie's fault. I'm watching it, and I had a blast. I thought I wasn't gonna like all the songs i was like okay one or two songs you know and i'm a fan of musicals i just i, I was like okay but the songs were really well written i didn't know who wrote the songs i didn't i i'm not a, i have still haven't seen la la land i don't really have any intention of watching la la land but i am a huge fan of the greatest showman i think that movie is great i think the songs in that movie are phenomenal so i was like i just enjoyed the hell out of this movie i oh, this is really cool and i like the fourth wall breaking i like the i like the swarminess of Ryan Reynolds and I, I really do think it was great because out of all the people, pedophiles, criminals, people who have uh, gender review parties, you, I'm me. I'm I'm the worst. Like I'm the worst guy. And I thought that was a great. That's a great poll. I think I'm like yeah. That's that's a good point. Well, I think they were also Explain trying to say that there spirits. are. There's clearly a line that they think that thing people can redeem. I doubt they're like let me try to redeem this child murder or whatever. Right. Like right. They're like they're trying to catch the border cases. Oh, yeah, right. no, not even border cases because I mean what he does is pretty awful. Like he destroys lives for a living, right? right? And so it's kind of like saying the people you assume are the worst scum of the planet, the murderers. Are, there, there's also other types of complete live destroyers out there, and it's he, yes no. he does. He I'm makes like he's that, he definitely stirs the shit pot, right? Like that's obviously yeah. what he does. Hey man, um, he was about he convinced that he didn't do anything. He was like he was responsible patient. for driving a child to suicide. Right. Yeah. Well, that is a plot point in this movie. It, yeah. Yeah, it is a dark fucking movie. That was that was a huge plot point that I was like, wow, that they went there. Um and I actually was glad happens, they went there. but I'm just I like, was actually glad that they went there because too many times they these some movies go into like and i was bullied as a kid and that's what drove me to success and now i'm the bill gates right. and i'm like wait what that's not the way most fucking bully cases go and yeah, i actually like as a as a father i actually appreciated i'm like yeah no there's some fucking consequences to this shit like again they went dark but they didn't go I guess yeah, they definitely chose the extreme it. version of it for sure. But they, I mean, that they was didn't the point. The kid doing, you know what I mean? They didn't show the kid jumping off a building or something. You know what I mean? Like that, that there's right. other way. They went dark with the story, not dark with how they showed it, I guess. That's right. my whole point. There was a vigil, not a, not a funeral, not a burial. And I think those are the di slight differences where I get, I get what you're saying that it went dark story wise, but I'm glad that they did to show people, especially kids that are watching this movie. Like, no, oh, there's some fucking consequences. And I love the fact at the end that his character dies. Because it yes. went back to the beginning of the movie where that lady really did get hit by the fucking dodgeball. She really got yeah. hit. And it, and it wouldn't make sense if he was able to dodge the bus now. It wouldn't make sense because, wait, why did, she, why did that lady not be able to dodge the bus? Why did time stop for her and then restart at the same? You know, I, I appreciate all that. And the comment that he made, he's like, it's not a sacrifice if there's no consequence. Right, right. Yeah, that's why it kind of like, is for her to be hit by the ball in the beginning. I thought that was like kind of a messed up joke on the, the spirits part. Oh, not a messed up joke, but a joke. Um, because like she's the one who hit it, and then you know she was trying to engage and be part of the fun. Um, and you know, versus her Karen self, right? Um, uh, but this and the uh, fact that her name Brian, is actually Brian Karen was like it was an actual sacrifice. Right. Um, and it would if they had saved him and then pulled him out. You're right; his action would have no consequence. 
And I, you know, I, I loved it. I thought they did a great job. With well, from from a from a from another point of view, like I love one of my things. I love cramming movies that aren't in the same universe into the into universe. Or <laughs> think of this movie without the supernatural element from the perspective of like the niece and the brother. Mm-hmm. Like think what about what a dark fucking movie that is especially in the reveal that he abandoned the 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 niece when the sister died like from another point of view this is a heavy fucking melodrama about family families dividing and 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 then you know like like this is a a hell like a like a deep tragedy with if it didn't have will ferrell joking around and haha falling in love with octavia spencer which i loved the that that i think I agree with Rick you, Dad. Mike, but I think I think uh, Charles Dickens, uh, the whole this whole story is if you look at it from the, those incidences, from those perspectives, it's all dark. They're all dark. If you look yeah. at it from yeah. not right. giving Tiny Tim money for his surgery, that's fucking dark. Well, no, that's it wasn't even that. It was just not giving him enough to fucking eat to eat to, to live. Yeah, home. Christmas Carol is literally dark. starves to death in the in the, in the movie. It's in fucking the dark. Scrooge yeah. and Scrooge and Scrooge. The fact that his his dad gave him fucking. Uh, Meat for Christmas, yeah, and and uh, and, and, and then he chose he chose work he chose work over his over this fucking woman who was uh you know a, a dime piece in all, all sense of the word, like that. I, I again, all these things are dark. Like that's the whole point of the Christmas Carol is to yeah. say like, hey man, you fucked up and the fucked up things happened to you and you've made some fucked up choices but you know you could change that. That's the whole. I mean, I I dug it, man. I, I, I love I, like the, I love that fourth wall. I loved that present was actually Ebenezer Scrooge. That yeah. reveal, I liked that reveal, and I. Oh, I, I kind of saw that. I, I saw that coming. Really? You saw it? Oh, I didn't catch it at all. I, when he I, walked I, into I the room with it. all the statues, when he walked into the room with all the statues, and they showed everybody's face, but they didn't show. And then he looked at one, and it was Ebenezer from the back. I was like, "Oh, he's Ebenezer!" Like immediately, I was like, "He's Ebenezer!" Oh, I didn't. Then, oh, I didn't. I didn't pick up on and, that. And I was confused. about Dolly Parton. <laughs> and, then ten, and then ten minutes later, when he go, when they go, oh, he's unredeemable. Oh, it's not. It wouldn't be the first time. And he was like once, and that and barely, immediately. I was like, oh yeah, yeah it was like, like just it, barely. It you know, just got at him. that point, it confirmed my already strong suspicions. I was like, yeah, this is a, all right. That's him. Also, and see, Mary, for me, when they introduced Marley, when they introduced Jake Marley, and I was like, these two have a tight bond, and I was like. I bet you this is Ebenezer Scrooge, like present, mm. because they were just a little too linked. I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's something here. And I was like, okay. So that was my first clue. Like, I wasn't sure, right. but I was like, mm, if Wolf, like, Wolf Earl's character means a lot to this guy. So I was like, I would not be surprised if this is Scrooge. I liked Octavia Spencer in this movie. I love what they did with her <laughs> so in this good. movie. I love, There's a lot I lo- of movie in this movie. There's a yes, lot of movie. I love, I love the fact that she could see him and that wasn't really explained as to why, but we kind of, un- yeah. like, it was kind of left to us, the audience, to be like, oh, um, I guess he wanted her to see him. Yeah, so and that was my understanding. Want her to see him? Like, that's, yeah, again, but it wasn't really told confirmed it was like yeah, yeah they never really said I, why she could see him because she was but I, she was I, the I only dug one that out could of it him. man i dug out of it. It, it 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 was really again and not not to be in the overly woke manner i love the fact that it's that it had representation all across the board mm. right like it that even when you go into their work environment people are speaking in different languages 
and yeah. especially I, when he shows I, up, I just, did you notice that? Yeah, when he when, when yeah. Ryan breaks into their thing, suddenly everybody's speaking in a different, you know, in their native tongues. Well, I think yeah, that was yeah. done on purpose because they're like the ghosts could all understand each other, right? But this guy's not supposed to be here, so whatever they're trans, he doesn't have their translating software. Or That's whatever. one of my favorite things of like when a movie just does one thing to explain something and then you're like yep yeah. and then that's it they don't have to explain it for the rest of the movie i was gonna be like what are all these people speak english and they someone speaking japanese and i was like oh they got me okay no more nitpicking or no like immediately i didn't have to worry about that at all mike mike is I, I, I mike, is, mike is going up to the board and just taking that dry, uh, erasing up on the dry erase board from the formula all right that all right like they in got me billy madison and they putting lipstick <laughs> So you got me there. On, I got nothing for that. All right. Yep. On the uh on the representation thing, you're right. Normally I I don't like representation for representation's sake because it doesn't make any sense if they do it in the most obvious way kind of thing. Like, here's our token Hispanic guy, here's our token gay couple. Blah, blah, blah. It's like the most forced crap ever. But the but if you do it right and there's a story or you don't like make it the biggest deal and you know point it out like here's our token, whatever. Right. Um, and it's that's just done think, organically, my- which is what this movie did. I right. am 100% for it. I, 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 I don't mind it because to me, there's no, again, as long as you don't make it a, 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 a like, hey, you're Hispanic. Hey, you're Asian. Like, if you don't make it a plot point, if that guy just happens to be Hispanic, if this character right. is played by somebody who is Indian, and this guy's, if this, if this, if this character is played by a woman, and there's no like, oh, you're a woman. It's like if there's none of that, I'm all fucking. I'm. I need all of it. I need all the representation. I, I just, I don't like it when they point it out. Like, look at us being progressive. Like, oh, give me credit for like, this. You know, right, yeah. yeah. Give, give me woke points, and it's like yeah. if it's if it doesn't have something to do with the part of the story, it's just in there for woke points. And I don't know who falls for it, but uh, you know, clearly people do. Well, uh, I mean, or look, at least the studio thinks that we do. There's a lot of the th- the only times you you notice it like is is when it's like egregious is is when it's done in a way that like it demands the. Where it feels when it feels forced is when it takes you out of the movie. Right, that's, that's really what I'm it. it. As if it remo- if it's if it's part of the story or or not if it's just existing, it it it's fine. I don't know. Right. Like we yeah, we are never talking once, about it now more than I thought yeah. about it during the watching of the exactly. Movie. Never yeah, once exactly. when I was watching. Never once thought about like, it. Wait a minute. Why is one of the ghosts female? What the fuck? Yeah, didn't give like, a crap. Didn't what's even, going didn't on? even jingle a bell. You know you know what took me out of the movie? The fact that it was it, that that the that the Ghost of uh, Christmas Future was voiced by uh, what's his name? Tracy, uh, Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Tracy Morgan. That's what took me out of it. Only because I love that. I've, only because I've worked with Tracy Morgan before, so I was like, ah, oh, oh yeah, okay, uh, uh, okay. This guy's in the movie now. All right, we're gonna. That's fine. That's fine. I, I loved uh, I loved all three of the ghosts, but I loved Past. Past was my favorite. Past was, uh, yeah, was, yeah, was very funny. I would love to see the HR complaint on that one. Um, she slept with uh, the perp guy. <laughs> what do we do with that? <laughs> How did she's, his hair smell? She, yeah. his hair smell. She's great. Uh, she's actually she's actually a, like a improv comedic improv actor, and, yeah, and she oh, yeah. was great in Glow. Did you guys see Glow? No, she's, she was Glow. great in Glow. Uh, but she 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 did such a good job of the clingy like just being at a certain point i was watching i was like there's no way these guys have redeemed these many people there's no way there's batting a thousand there's they were so clumsy at like 
at dealing with it, but then it kind of all, all like kind of gets explained away is that it was like um, uh, uh, forced. They didn't want to do this guy in the first place. They usually right. pick the right. And the way they right. did the scenes of like queue up such and such for the scene. Yeah. And that and was so stuff. great. I love great. the fact that they did the whoosh, that. the transition. And he goes, we were just here. And he goes, man, a lot of people put a lot of work into these <laughs> transitions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I love that because as a, as a performer, you know, I've been backstage at shows where they're like, that's it. That's your job. He's like, dude, my job is to put a stool out. And like, all right, man, go ahead. Put your fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I've been in that situation where they're like, hey, do you want a stool? And I go, no. And their, their face is like, well, I'm fucking useless now. And I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, yeah. Go, go put a stool. Yeah. Yeah. I will take a stool. It's fine. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway. I mean, I did like the mix of like where, it, but I'll take the stool. Where one time, like they're transitioning and it's like the magic fire thing that blows them all over the city to the next. It's They're literally moving set pieces, you know, like uh, office furniture around I'm like okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> well our magic budget clearly was running short that that time i like they're like don't no more ad-libbing and like what they're <laughs> both of these actors are known for we're right. gonna stay on script all right so what are the what well, right, so um we gotta we gotta get going so ron tomatoes right. has this at the critics re, have it at 69 percent huh, 69 and uh <laughs> the audience score is at 82 percent so what are we rating this one of five mike what are you rating this that sounds about right i i'll give it uh three and a half good afternoons Uh, (laughs) oh no three and a half um uh three three and a half good afternoons it's it's enjoyable but it's not something i I also I'm like I'm if you're not a musical person and then then instantly no but also it's like it's fine and fun. <laughs> all right. All right, Chad, what are you rating? So, I'm going to give it four and a half buses. <laughs> um, okay. I really dug it and mostly the only reason I won't give it a fifth star is and it's not its fault. It's literally designed this way. It's a Christmas movie. And when it's for whatever reason, Christmas to me exists only between after the, the day after Thanksgiving and a couple days after New Year's, and that's it. Oh, and the rest of the time, I can't, like it just doesn't hit me the same way. And I, I, I know so that's a mental break. Do you watch? Uh, my here's my question to that, Chad. Do you watch Die Hard during the summer? Oh shit! Uh, no, Die Hard's a Christmas Here we movie, go. <laughs> but also, I'll give you this: Nightmare Before Christmas. That is a dual watch movie. Because mm. I will watch it. For uh, Hildo, what, what are you rating it? What are you giving Spirited? Well, I was originally also going to give it on a good afternoon uh, rating scale. Hey, good afternoon. Do that. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon. But I, uh, so I am going to go. I did enjoy this a lot. Um, so I, and even if I only watch it during December, I will still enjoy it each time I watch it during December. So I'm going to go four out of five redeemed Dolly Partons. Yeah, that's better than my good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon, really good. I'm gonna go with four out of five. I'm also gonna do four. Four out of five uh, elf costumes uh, (laughs) cosplays. Four out of five. I I enjoyed this movie. I I thought it was really good. I think uh, my my minimum, like I think three is a recommendation, and I think this is. Like in between, five is a perfect movie and three is a recommendation, and this is in between that. It's like, hey man, you should really you should watch this movie. No, really, you should watch this movie. Like that's like yeah. I think it's really a fun a fun movie. I, I had a good time watching it. So, oh, yeah. four out of five. All right, uh, that's a that's a wrap 
on Spirited. See what I did there? I wrapped mm-hmm. it takes place. Like, all right, that's a wrap. We're gonna go ahead into scene two. We're not talking about 1988's Willow. Um, plot, uh, uh, the film synopsis of Willow says, Enter the world of Willow, journey to the far corners of your imagination, to a land of myth and magic where dream and reality live side by side, to a place that never existed, a time that never was. It is a world where a young man named Willow lives out an adventure that explodes beyond the boundaries of his own hopes and fears. I love the old the old school movies plot su- summaries because they have they don't give you any information. There's nothing, nothing. there. There's yeah, nothing, there's nothing, nothing there. about there's not there's not that's not a plot summary. That's literally like just jerk me off with word jerk me off with words that say magic and, and destiny and visionary and like what? Uh, there's nothing here. Like there's a okay man whatever. I I wish uh, more movies did this. Like it's the reason <clears throat> why it's the reason why I. If there's a movie I really want to see, I'll be like, nope, not watching trailers because they tell you the whole yeah. friggin' movie in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, oh, you're talking comedy about movies are the worst. Yeah. Yes. At what Com- point the storyline changes, and then it ends with like a happy ending. Tra- and I'm like, what? That was like a two minute condensed version yeah. of the friggin' two hour movie. Like, why? It's so frustrating. Yeah, Mike should have seen the trailer to Spirited. He would have known. <laughs> I, what I was going to say is that as someone who I thought we get into that all the time, uh, Hilda, about like the like once I'm already going to see it, I'm not the kind of person that'll go watch all of the things that'll like leading up to it because I don't want to know anymore. And also every every little bit that they give you is too much. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, they don't know how to hold themselves back anymore. One hundred percent. I avoided. I avoided ev- just about every Star Wars trailer from like this from the last trilogy because I was so excited to see them, and I'm like, I don't want. I don't want anything to be ruined, like anything. And first, somehow I managed to do so until each of them oh, came out. That's one of those I couldn't help myself. All I wanted to do was just give me more Star Wars. Give me anything I can latch myself on. Oh, it was hard, dude. It was uh, hard. You're talking to the couple who had like we had Stormtrooper helmets at our wedding that people signed. Nice. Like those were our guest books. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Dark Ray so bad. So bad. So bad. <laughs> oh, anyway. Anyway, oh. so Willow. So Willow. So uh, Willow, what are your thoughts? What are we talking? I'll go first. The real, the only because I have a real quick tidbit. So we haven't seen it yet, but Queen Bavmorda, uh, Jane Marsh, is in Return to Oz. Yeah. So that's how I, I link back gonna, to what we were talking about. Oh, I was going to bring so. that up too. <laughs> Mary yeah. still hasn't seen Return to Oz, which I, I, I mean, yeah, still shocks so me, Mary. Ago. You have to. Yeah, I've never, I never even heard of it until I met you guys. No, Jean, Jean Marsh as the queen in this is. So creepy, but if you think she's creepy in Willow, she is so creepy in Return to Oz, and she, she's yes. probably one of my favorite people in Willow. Is this evil queen? But she oh, is terrifying. Absolutely. She is the stuff of childhood nightmares in Return to Oz. <laughs> so this more, is one of the first movies, more, more I or less, seeing. than Angelica Houston in The Witches. As more, as way, more. Way, way more, way so more, so dark. Her, 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 her mombi in Return to Oz is one of the scariest things from my childhood. So, oh, wow. and I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to ruin it for Nary. Her and Willow was she was one of the first like 
live action villains that I ever saw. Like, cause this was one of the first live action movies I ever remember seeing as a kid in the theater. So her just obsession with killing this kid um, yeah. and, uh, and the dark sorcery and all that. Not just a kid, her. a baby. I like her facial expressions and how much glee yeah. she took when she was like changing everybody into a pig and all this a stuff. Kid, just like, I, I kind of understand, but a baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say anything. I still have a two-year-old. Well, um, I have three kids, bro. I can say it. Yeah. I understand. But baby. Uh, but yeah, the this was my first time watching this movie. I never, I had never seen Willow before. No shit, really. So this is my first. Yeah, I had never seen it before. It was oh, my wow. first time. I've watched this movie so many times. Yeah. Oh, what God. did you not? What did you know about it going in? I mean, it's like a pop culture. Like it's kind of like I literally knew the cover. I knew Willow. I knew that there was a dwarf, a small person, um, and I knew that Val Kimmer was in it. And I knew that it had to do with uh, magic and like, you know, fantasy. That's all I knew of the movie. I knew that there was like a journey. I assume because I, I've seen the scene, or maybe just a picture of him returning when people are like carrying him on their shoulders, like when he come, when he returns to town on the carriage or whatever. Right. I I feel like I've seen that. Not I don't want to even say scene, but I feel like I've seen that picture before of him like, "Yay, I'm here, I'm back," and so I'm back. Kind of, kind of makes you feel like he went somewhere. So that that's all I knew about this movie. <laughs> and, I, and I knew it was directed by Ron Howard. Out. That checks out. Good. Deduction. And I knew it was directed oh, wow. by Ron Howard because a um I read Ron Howard's book like three months ago, two months ago, and he talked about it in his movie in, uh, in his book. And so story it. by George Lucas. Yeah. I did not know that. That I learned today. Really? That I learned what? today. I just watched the movie today for the first time, and I said when I said story by George Lucas, I'm like, oh, that actually has a chance of being good. Is where yeah, I, he, I mean. He wrote- well, he wrote this after meeting uh, Warwick Davis on the set yeah. of one of the Star Wars movies. And Warwick Davis was only like 17 when he met him. I think he was like 18 or 19 when they did Willow. No, he was 17 when they made the movie. It was like 18 when he came out. But he did Empire Strikes Back when he was like like a little kid, like 12 yeah. or 13. I th- wasn't no, no, it no, that they, it they was wrote fan letters? He was like trying to get in there? Yeah, it was, was after Return in. of the Jedi. What did I say? After- did I say Empire Strikes Back? You said Empire. Yeah. No, no, I meant Return of the Jedi. But yeah, with it was the after Ewoks. Return of the Jedi yeah. where, where George Lucas was like, Moron. yeah, this idea to write this. <laughs> he, he had it written with him in mind and he was actually really upset that Warwick Davis didn't get like first billing because the movie is really about him. Like Val Kilmer got first billing. No, it's a, it's right. the title of the movie is his guy. Yeah, I know. And it's like super Willow. shitty. It's and like, Val yeah. Kilmer gets the, the, the like, title. Warwick Davis should have first billing on this. Well, Absolutely. it just goes to show that was like the whole point of him making a movie with little people as the stars. Yeah. Because, But even then he couldn't get the star of the movie to be the little person. You know what I mean? Like they had to say, oh, it's Val Kilmer. Also, like... The best Val Kilmer I think we've ever gotten on screen. People talk about Iceman all the time. He is supporting character for like Excuse five me. minutes of screen Excuse time. Me. Yeah. Excuse me. I would say here or Batman uh, Forever. Tombstone? Tombstone was just going to Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot to just shit. Tombstone, too. No, no, no. He was the only good thing about Tombstone. He was the only good thing about Tombstone. No, 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 no. He is not... Val Kilmer in that movie. He is Doc Holliday. This I'm talking oh, about yeah. Pete <laughs> Val Kilmer, which is different. And also, this was before that. This was like right after um, Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, and he was like the most Val Kilmery, and and he's like eating up the fucking scenes. Like he's oh, yeah. he is just yeah. he loving. chews on scenery 
Absolutely. He is chewing on the scenery like it's going out of style. Charismatic as fuck, just kind of and just being I, Matt I, Mardigan, I enjoyed know, the best. I enjoyed how black his teeth were when we met him. <laughs> and then yeah, how, how, how black they were not the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a crow's cage. He looked remarkably good for being in a crow's cage for allegedly like a couple of weeks by that point. It's Val yeah. Kilmer. Right? You know, I, I don't like it, just made me laugh. I was like, his teeth are really black. And then the next day, he was like, and we're done wow. with his black teeth. Okay, okay. In, all, in all fairness, though, you know, he made his way to. He made his way to an establishment where he probably had the opportunity to take a shower. A brothel? A brothel? Because, you know, hookers in, because... hookers in, in Midgard are well known for their, for their hygiene. And <laughs> I don't for know. their teeth cleaning <laughs> skills, particularly. Yeah. I, saw, I saw this movie. I saw this movie a couple of years after it came out. I mean, I was, I was, I was young, but it was, it was a couple of years after it came out. But I, it was one of the first times I heard a character with my name on it. Oh, in a movie right. because uh, oh. when he's caught in the brothel she's like this is my cousin hilda and i was like what what other people can have my name because <laughs> my name dude hilda okay the name hilda uh peaked in popularity in like 1927 yeah. <laughs> my name is like old as fuck right. <laughs> like, i know more old. hildas now than i know uh, me I've, I've only run into one other chat in my entire life so yeah I'm like, chad I'm has like become the... a meme almost uh-huh, well, not almost started. it is absolutely it's, it's been a meme at least for me since the 2000 election in florida so mm. yeah uh, hey chad pregnant chad hilda is not a you know it's it's an old it's a very old name and so when i heard when i heard it in this movie where she was just like this is my cousin hilda i was like what that's awesome the only other time i had heard hilda in a show was like an old episode of um the mary tyler moore show she had like a cousin not mary tyler moore show sorry um rhoda Rhoda, I think, and she had a cousin. She had a cousin oh. that came to visit, and it was like cousin Hilda. And I was like, "Yes, what? everyone's cousin is named Hilda." <laughs> Obviously, I'm everyone's favorite cousin. Ask yeah. my cousins. I, I'm waiting for cousin Neri to pop up on screen. <laughs> Unless Mary, you write I, it, our names were never on. Our <laughs> names were never on keychains. It's cool. I, yeah, say, mine would never either. I could never find like the no bugs chat. on Disney or whatever. Never could find them. Never what? had that problem. Anyway, I would like to talk <laughs> yeah, about magic, magic and how uh, <laughs> the fact that this whole movie is about like sh- like they they waited to to make it because they the special effects had to be good enough for the magic. And watching it now, I'm like, I get for the time it was whatever amazing all these things but there's still moments where you can like see them trying to get through the technical difficulties Mm -hmm. of their era Mm -hmm. and one of them is always like where they show like clearly drawn like stenciled magic effect around like around the wand and stuff yeah like Mm -hmm. like it looks like a lightsaber from 79 you know what i'm saying like it's just Mm -hmm. it's so it's like like i would love to see I don't know if I if I watch like is the Disney Plus version the highest resolution or most restored version of so. it? It's got to be right because it was on HD and my like it, it claimed it anyway and it looked pretty good on my on my TV. Yeah, um, I re I rewatched it this week on on Disney Plus and it looked it looked pretty good. Um, yeah, the only the, but the you know the obvious one, point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Adele. Oh, no, I was going to say, speaking of that, um, the company, Industrial Light and Magic, one of the, this was the first feature. Whatever happened to them? <laughs> I don't know. But that would be fun to look up. 
there uh but it was the first feature film to to feature what they called a morphing process yes. and it was developed by them um in conjunction with the other studios that were producing this and it was like it was mgm and uh lucasfilm all three of them together working on this so that was a pretty industry kind of groundbreaking Groundbreaking, right yeah, yeah thing super for groundbreaking the, at for the time. Movie. yeah yeah the only part that i noticed was super cg was when that cr- two-headed creature rises from the water Oh, and, the you know, Ebor, Val, Val the, Kilmer the is standing in front of, and he's like, "Yeah, everybody's fighting, running away from me." He's like, "No, it's the thing behind you." Oh, I love the brownies, though. I love Kevin Pollock with the brownies. Kevin Pollock. Yeah. I was wondering when I saw the credits roll. I just never noticed him before. Like, I, I mean, I remember the character, but I never knew it was Kevin Pollock or even who Kevin Pollock was. But then I saw his name flash across the screen, like. Who the hell does he play in this movie? And then the brownies walked on the screen. I'm like, oh right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I loved that that the the main character was a dwarf little person, and then they also had regular the daikini, and then the daikini. little brownies were like a less than a foot tall. I was like, the scale of that was more impressive than any of the magic. Mm-hmm. Like just where at a certain point you're just like, oh, the brownies are there. And then maybe at a certain point you see like it glitches or they see something like out of place. But otherwise it's just like, oh yeah, that's where they built. That's, that's, that's it. That's how it is there. You know? Yeah. The brownies, the Nelvins. What did you guys, what did you guys think of the movie the itself? Yeah. What did you guys think? Cause I, I, again, I'm watching it with like brand new. I watched it today for the first time ever in my life. And you guys have seen it a thousand times. So my question is like, watch rewatching it recently. Did you guys think anything differently? than when you were kids or do you guys just well, see it for as, sure you see it about- differently now I, I will say this i loved this movie and i saw i saw it recently well not recently i saw it like uh, a few years ago they did a screening of it this is pre-covid like so it's been fuck three years now uh like right before covid they would have a screening where i went and they showed it like at this like with a, with an audience Right, like you got to watch it with a bunch of audience in Brooklyn, a bunch of hipster Brooklyn kid, you know, people, millennial, oh, whatever. So 30, that was thirtieth anniversary. It was a couple years ago because it's yeah, pro- yes, oh, yeah. yeah. And then so yeah. we so we watched it um, in like the this place that it had like where you would sit on the ground, almost like a field, like they made it open seating. So it was just a bunch of people like picnicking, watching Willow. And you could just feel like everyone just like nostalgia bombing all of like, oh, my God, nostalgia. I remember this from when I was a kid. And I will say now it's a little long. It could be shorter. There was a lot of this. There was some stuff that was like, OK, you know, like it's it's a little long. They could they could cut it down a little bit. And I think I think that's what they're doing now with the show. It's like more fast paced. Well, they also have more. I haven't. Play with I, I obviously show, haven't so. watched the show because I haven't seen. I hadn't seen the movie, but uh, I re- I refused until I rewatched the movie, and I mean, it just came out like whatever a week ago. Yeah, yeah and I knew like we were going to do this, so I was like, I'm not watching it until I get a chance to watch the the movie again. I will um, say, so I wasn't the biggest. It's, uh, it's tough, to, it it's tough to say because it's tough to say because I um the movie. Like I'm looking at the movie and I'm thinking, oh, I could see, you know, what it takes you out movie. Like I see all the hard cuts and the hard edits, and I'm just like, oh, this is not shot on the same. Like you know what I mean? Like when there's there's two people having a conversation, but they're clearly not in the same room. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and it took me like these close-ups that sometimes they weren't even facing the same way anymore. Like wait, he was facing the other way. Like it, that took me out of it. And I will, I I have to say, and this is in no way 
I just the beginning with the dwarf village, and again I'm saying dwarf because I don't know the actual name of the characters. Or the, they're Nelwins. Nelwins. Thank you, thank you. So, so that whole village scene, it was a lot of tough acting, bro. I mean, it was just not good acting on a, on multiple characters. Just and again, there it's not it's not isolated to this one village or one scene of the movie, but. It felt like multiple people did not know, did not act well in this scene. I think uh, the main character is a good actor, and his wife is a good actress. The, the lady that plays wife is a good actress. The guy who plays a lord, uh, I get that I'm not supposed to like him. I understand that he's a he's a like a fucking in, in a big mouth, but I just didn't feel like he was a good actor. I felt the opposite. I'm like, this guy fucking sucks as an actor, not even as a character. As a character, I get it. There's, you know what I mean? Like I'm watching when I watch Johnny Lawrence, I get it. I'm not supposed to like him, but I never think he's a bad actor. Right. That's how I feel about this guy. I'm watching this guy. I'm like, this guy's a bad actor. Whoa. Um. <laughs> oh, you're talking about. Uh, I'm. I, I thought I was thinking of Matthew Lawrence. From Blossom. Oh, you're going to Matthew Lawrence? Oh, I God. misunderstood. I was like, wow, way to insult this actor. I was <laughs> and like, I was, what are you doing, Mike? What about like, Matthew no. Perry? What about Matthew no. Perry? Just no. insulting a random beloved, belovedly, uh, <laughs> beloved actor for no God, reason? Jennifer Lawrence. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? what I didn't be- like Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there was the handful of people. To be fair, also, the acting of the era is also very much like that and it's also yeah. a fantasy genre film which is yeah. very overacted I historically I don't, like, I don't like i don't like giving that out because within this movie there were good actors within this movie there were really good fucking actors within this movie the main bad lady uh i forget her name uh, Hilda Morda, queen bad right she fucking crushed it at no point in time well, did, I think Mark, myself, so no point did I think to myself she's a bad actress or oh, this is an 80s fantasy movie. No, she fucking crushed it. I don't like giving this blanket like it's the it's the the acting of the era. Like oh, fuck that. There's if that that may that may play a part in it if nobody else in the movie did a good job. But there was other Val Kilmer, as you said. Fucking Val Kilmer the fuck out of this fucking role. Yeah. Right? Like I, 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 enjoy, I mean, there's parts that I enjoyed. And I will say this there were times where I was watching this movie where I was like, I bet you Ron Howard would love to remake this shit. I bet oh, you he yeah. would. Because I've seen his movies since, the movies that he's made since. And I'm like, yeah, and he's such a better filmmaker. And I'm not just saying that because he himself said that in his book. I'm saying, I'm noticing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's such a better filmmaker now than he was back then. Like, oh, you, yeah. just I, you go back and, and retouch a piece of art that you did 20 years into your, you know, at the beginning of your yeah. career. Yeah, but he's later. not really Scott. So he do that. Only really Scott. Can yeah, do I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I would love to see. I think, I think they did a great job. I mean, obviously, I saw it. First with uh, what was it eighty seven or eighty nine? Um, okay. So with my kid eyes at you know seven or nine years old, whenever that was 88, 30, 34, oh, 34 okay. years so eighty eight. So thirty four years ago. Obviously, I watched it a bunch in between. And yeah, every time I age up or whatever, I do take it a little bit differently. Um, but the I I did think that yeah, there was like you said, there's some very bad acting, which is semi-typical for the era for this kind of film they like throw a bunch of random actors at at these things and half the time we're catching them on their first maybe second live you know like their actual roles first time they have speaking roles it feels like but um the uh yeah, but sigourney weaver's first movie was alien 
No, it was not. Yes, it was. Her first Gordon movie Weaver's was Weaver. first movie. So Gordon Alien? Weaver's first movie was Alien. Oh, I don't, she I had done some theater it. work before, but her first movie was Alien. I'm not trying to brag, but uh, I also heard her say this on a podcast yesterday. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it came out of her mouth. Then I guess I'm it's not so trying to brag. And she said, "Yeah, she's like, yeah, basically." And she, this is how this is how green she was in that movie. She said that the director, you know, some guy, Ridley Scott. Uh, came up to her and goes, hey, uh, I need you to stop looking directly into the camera. <laughs> and her response to that was, I, uh, I would, but you just keep putting it so close to my face. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, technically... What am I supposed to do? She's she, not literally, she literally she's, asked she's her other, other actors, she literally asked other actors, how do you not look into the camera? Mm. Like, during the filming of that movie. Well... Uh, the the whole the the acting aside of like like the 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 kind of performances that we were supposed to be getting from these actors, it's also like at what point do we like does does it like how important was that to the movie? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, it's like, hey, it's a group scene. It's like it might as well be the fucking bar, the cantina scene from Star Wars. It's, it's like, like how important is it to your experience, right? Like watching it. Like, does it? Right. Is it because yes, there are occasions where you watch a movie and it's like, okay, this is really bad, and it just it takes you out of the world, right? But I feel like with Willow, to me, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't detract so much that it removes me from this fantasy world. What I, yeah, that, what I was gonna yeah. say is, as a kid, I probably noticed the weirdness more. Like, why are they talking like that? But as an adult, I get it that they're just reading lines that they memorized, and that's how it came out. You know what I mean? Like, as an adult, right. I'm like, these are not the most important people of the movie. That they are there to establish the transition to something else where they they it's it's Willow is now alone. Like that was it. That was the whole point. Yeah. As an adult, I can rationalize all of that stuff. But as a kid, I was probably like, I don't like this part. And then until it gets to where, <laughs> you know, Mad Mardigan is. That's how I was. That's how I was watching yeah. Star Wars. I'm like, can we just get to the lightsaber parts? Like that's. <laughs> I remember <laughs> saying that. I said that with Teen Wolf. I was like, can we get to the part where he's a wolf? But the idea of like when it fi- when they finally show Mad Mardigan fighting with a sword in the snow, like when he's beating yeah, all those people up, like he awesome. is a hero. Like that part, um, it felt earned, right? At that point, you're like, because you, if they would have just showed him being a badass, that's why. Like I understand, like I said, it could be shorter, and, and the pacing of the parts that I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that in my in my adult brain. I'm rationalizing that ah, I could have gotten that, but they don't make it for my adult brain in right. 2022. They made it for all ages in 88, 1988. Yeah, definitely more young kids. There's no doubt. So they, that, they, they have scene, to like, you know, here's the bad scene, guy Mike, that you're talking about that moment. That's it's like, I feel like for, for men, Morgan, it's such a transitional moment because Eric, he runs into Eric again yes. and he's just like, you fight for no one. And he's like, I fight for the Nelwyn. And you're just like, yes, like he's found his purpose. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, he's, and then when he know, dies, he's like, win this war for me. And then he's like, yeah, but again, I, I mean, like, I loved Eric when they were like, he's like, we have no chance. And then he was like, 
uh, he, he said, uh, we do if, uh, he's like, Willow, can you get us, uh, can you, uh, can you protect us? Uh, they asked, can you, per, uh, to the, to the lady, oh, the, um, the witch, oh, can yeah. you, can you oh, magic, yeah. uh, help us? And then she was like, no. And then Eric was like, all right, well, we're out. Like, uh, he literally cool. was like, and we're done. Like, he's <laughs> like, let's get the fuck out. That's the most realistic response of life. Who like, is that actor? Like, I haven't had a chance to look him up, but the, the guy who plays Eric, he looks so familiar, and I'm brain. Uh, I don't know. Dreamboat? Jesus. That guy okay, was... well, I'll look. I'll look. I didn't know if anybody knew offhand. Uh, no, I, I don't know who he was. I don't know who he is. Not, not offhand. I'd have to, I'd have to okay. look it up. Man, Gavin, like Gavin O'Herlihy. But, but he's not, obviously. I don't know who Gavin, Gavin O'Herlihy, O'Herlihy is. Yeah, oh, they do exactly. have Tony he's Cox. Like a, he's like a Scarsdale of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's one of the Scars Guards. One of the Scars Guards. He actually uh, went on to, to create a dodgeball league. <laughs> awesome. Patches you of well. hand, you mean? Yes, you can't just I know. jam these Irish <laughs> names together and expect me not to notice. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad somebody noticed. I'm glad somebody didn't be like, wow, let's look this fucking dodgeball league up. Uh, <laughs> that Raziel lady at the end, what a the the least intimidating presence on I've ever seen in my life. Like she would like she the other lady is like a badass, and then she's just like mimled, you know, like here's ice in my fire, you know, whatever. It was just, it's just it, that, that I would say like, that was a tough sell where I'm like, okay, okay. she was I a, did, I did a like crow the whole time. <laughs> I did like their fight. Oh, and it was killing me the whole time that they kept saying, no, it's not Raziel. It's, it's Raziel or something like that. Raziel. But, it, but it's spelled Raziel yeah, in, yeah. In, in all the, the, captions. the subtitles and the captions. And I'm like, I know it's Raziel. I've studied Archangel stuff. It's Raziel. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Say it right. Well, oh, the, there's um, nobody on this set have Wikipedia, right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it reminds me of a lot of stuff that I did when I was a kid because I didn't have almost anybody to talk to about the fantasy stuff that I was reading, and I mispronounced crap all the time. Yeah. And when I finally ran into a group of people that knew what the hell they were talking about, I made a fool of myself all the time. Like I said, <laughs> occulty as opposed to acolyte and all this other stuff. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. I mean, I, that's called Wubro for the last eleven years. I do that. Every yeah. I never, I never get mad when people mispronounce <laughs> a word that that they learned by reading. You know what I mean? Because you never hear it out loud, and then finally one day yeah. you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna file that away in my brain." As like, <laughs> "Oh, I've been saying it wrong for twenty years." Got it. Yep. <laughs> Done that way. Too yeah, that's uh, sure. yeah, that's why I don't read, man. Yeah, Just, oh, that's, that's, fair. that's fair. So what are we? Uh, so um, oh, I got. Rock I actually. Oh, sorry, sorry real quick, Mary, because I always. I'm always finding random, like random shit when I'm looking up, uh, looking up stuff. But I found some fun facts about this too. Hmm. Um, that double, that double-headed monster. So they don't actually say it in the movie, but apparently in the old press kits when the movie is coming out, it's called the Ebor Sisk, which was named after uh, Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I thought was a really fun little tidbit. The two-headed. And- I get it. Those uh those those devil dogs that were chasing the no ones, mm-hmm. those were actually Rottweilers in rubber masks and suits. I knew and those like, were actual dogs. Those like, yeah, yeah. Dogs. Yeah, Rottweilers. And I'm like, now I can't un like unknow that. And now I feel bad for the animals. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they got yeah. good snakes. They're so, yeah, monsters. So it's a fantasy are... world. They're bad, evil. I do right. want to read the I did find out that they continued the story in some novels written by like oh, yeah? x-men writer chris claremont and they're oh, called wow. like like shadow legendary moon. writer yeah shadow moon shadow dawn and shadow star 
Oh, I have heard of those. That's right. I totally forgot about them. Yeah, like he yeah. was like he gen- they genuinely like wrote them, those books to continue the story because they didn't make enough money off of the movie release of the movie. It's what cult classic, right. you know. So they were like, "Let's." I got to. I got more story to tell, and I'm like, I am curious about these Willow stories. Oh, I just yeah. learned it when I was like, when we were talking about it for the show. Well, they set up a, an amazing world. Like that's. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping they really do it justice. Never in, named. In the show. You know how no. like. They never like, name the world. Middle Earth is like where Lord of they never like this world is just for all intents and purposes, it's Earth. Like it's the right. same, it's just Earth. You it's know, like yeah. a, it's a, a fantasy world. It's okay. just yeah. And nobody, insert nobody generic like, fantasy well, name here. Yeah. Yeah. And even the the Empire, the the the, the uh, uh Laura is supposed to be a princess of eventually. She's like, well, it's in ruins now. Uh, tell something. Whatever. Tear something. Tear is lean. Yeah. I mean, Seriously. it got $137 million in the box office, dude. Yeah, on a $35 million dollar budget. Uh, and they still said that wasn't enough to make a sequel? That, they the were hell? like, there was not enough interest, I guess. that was yeah. not, That's why they, okay. they, they did it in books. Yeah, I technically it made a, over over $100 million over the budget they spent. Uh, I, uh, I can't imagine. Clearly not enough money. No. I guess. So, yeah, so the budget is $35 million. Even by today's standards in promotions, they spent they spent like the amount of 70, the, uh, yeah. half the budget. So like yeah. you're looking at $50 million together, like marketing and, and the budget of the movies are $50 million. You still made 137 million, bro. Yeah. Really. I think it's, you should have. It's like paid. freaking EA going, Oh, call of duty only sold 40 million copies. Not enough. They get well, they that's, leverage I mean, all these things for future pro like God only knows how many things got made on the backs of other big mud big budget things that they knew they were gonna lose money on. Mm-hmm. So I guess they gamble like they're like, okay, so Lu- Willow's gonna come out, we're gonna make a, enough to make these three movies, and then they're like, okay, enough to make this one movie. You know, like <laughs> it's always I'm sure it's that happens weird, all the time. Hollywood is a weird like uh, you know, Batman versus Superman um is considered a, a, a letdown. Not a flop financial, but it's considered a letdown. And it made eight hundred million dollars, but because That's it didn't so cross crazy. that billion dollar mark, they're like, "It's a letdown." It's it, it wasn't. Well, yeah, it's all about what you set as your expectation. If you set yeah. your mark at a billion dollars, well, then yeah, you're gonna fucking dig. That's why whenever I go lot. on stage, I open up with a shitty joke, just <laughs> set the bar real the bar low. low, and then everything else. You're like, hey, you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah, at least it, was- it wasn't that first joke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ron Tomatoes people that walked down the beginning. <laughs> yeah, Ron Tomatoes uh, has it. Critics gave this a fifty-three uh, percent, and audience score is seventy-nine percent. So we leave it to you, our panel. Mike, what are you rating this movie? Um, I'm going to give it. It's hard because I'm going to give it a. F- 4.5 out of 5 brownie love dusts um uh because it is it is like you you're it, it is a nostalgia spell that you have to be under to really kind of like love it but i love it like it's four it's my 4.5 and, I, right, and I've so. been under the spell of it and it's, uh, you know, like it's mine. So I, I love it. I'll watch it again. And whenever it enters into my mind, I'll be like, oh, yeah. And now I'm going to watch the new show. So I love it. It's oh, good. Yeah. It's not perfect, <laughs> but it's good. Chad. So I'm going to give it uh, for the same reasons Mike just says. I'm, I'm hooked nostalgia wise. It's hard to separate out, even though obviously there are flaws. That's why I won't give it perfect, but I will give it 4.5 skull masks. Um, okay. Okay. Um, uh, Hilda? 
Most most uh, most eighties early nineties movies in this kind of fantasy realm have a huge hold like a huge soft spot in my heart, um, and uh, I'm gonna go four out of five cousin Hildas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you stole mine, Hilda. You stole my rating system. Good uh, afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I, I literally was gonna go with cousin Hilda's. I was like, all right, cousin Hilda. You can you can totally uh, offer your own version of cousin Hilda. Go for it. I will. Um, because it's probably not gonna be four out of five. <laughs> no, it's not at all. Um, I you know I will say this, Hilda. I thought you were gonna give it higher because if Mike and Chad gave it four and a half, and I know how deep your nostalgia runs, I I thought you were gonna go higher. I thought you were gonna go five or four point five at the least. So um look I I liked a lot of things about this movie and there were a lot of things that were very difficult for me to like not see uh, as a 41 year old man in 2022. So I'm gonna be very nice and generous and because I like the filmmakers, I'm gonna say I'm gonna three out of five uh redhead babies. Three out of five redhead babies. I like it. There you go. So, redheaded that, stepchild. Redheaded stepchild. Um, but she never yeah. got never, never a finger was laid on her. <laughs> you can't uh, endanger yeah. a baby. Like you can well, you can endanger the baby, but you can't hurt but clearly you were endangering the yeah. baby, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that baby well, got I wanna know who like, sold like, that like, like to their baby to the like, that baby so was wet a lot, this right? Really scary like, chick who's yelling at her face the whole scene at the end. Yeah. Don't worry about it, it'll be fine. Yeah, but she was the baby was getting wet. I just kept worrying about the baby getting sick. I'm like, the baby's gonna right. get a cold. That's what I'm saying. The baby's gonna get a cold. Like, just, on her, so, she was in rain. Around. She was in rain a lot. I'm like, this baby's gonna get a cold. What's what's what are we doing? <laughs> uh, you guys want to know another weird fact? Those babies th- that wasn't their real hair. Those were little like baby wigs, no. and <laughs> the wig adhesive was like too strong for babies, so they actually stuck the wigs on with syrup. Oh. That's hilarious. I, um, but now I'm so disappointed that that wasn't their real hair. I thought because there were redheads, I I acted while watching a movie. I actually went to IMDb to look up to see if this was Bryce Howard. Uh, oh, that'd be yeah. Cool. Dallas Bryce Howard. Yeah, Bryce, uh, oh, Bryce Dallas, Howard. Howard. Dallas Howard. I thought it would be her because of it, obviously Ron directing it. And I was like, I thought and I like, put that together this, that she's her dad or he's her dad, right? Yeah, and I was like, is this? I was like, is this a? Is this Bryce? Bryce in the movie? Because honestly, she's just in a few shots. It's not like you know. Yeah, they probably got her done in like a day, maybe two. Yeah, two, I'm two, sure. Even if done it, even if they got her done in a week, it's like a week of yeah. shooting. It's fine. It's not. They're not gonna. It's, you know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah, there, so there was thought, actually there was actually two of them. They were twins. Oh, yeah, they, they love doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It usually that's the way it usually goes. It's for time because you could only film kids could only film for like uh two hours at a time right. before they had to take a break and shit. Well one of the uh, anyways, anyways, yeah, and you, you get twins. The other it's a one. twofer. It's a two for one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Uh that's a wrap on uh the second movie on uh nineteen eighty eight's Willow. Uh now that you've uh seen it or watched it and heard our reviews, uh feel free to go on to Disney Plus and check out the Willow TV show. Uh, the series and let us know what you think. Um, I'm and or go I'm on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Hi, I'm Mike Absolutely. from Movie Bros. We'd love for you to give us a five star rating on the Movie Bros podcast on Apple Podcasts and any or any platform on which you listen to this show. Yes, I will send you. We'll send Neri after you. Uh, I will you send you free merch if you send us a screenshot of you putting a a review on. Spotify, 
or Apple Podcasts. Now we'll say you free we merch. Have merch. We have we're, absolutely we're not at I have Mary's, a warehouse. Mary's I have a room of fucking merch that I, I'm like trying to give away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually, I'm wearing a shirt. Uh, you know what? Let me take off. My, let me take my camera off because the Wi-Fi seems to be okay. But I'm actually wearing the. What? Oh, you already made the shirt. Holy shoot. Yeah. There you go. There's a shirt. Come on. Good That's great for the audio surgery. listeners. Um, there you go. So I'm actually wearing the Movie Bros shirt that you could find on our link. You it's could find on our link. Uh, so if you go to our Instagram, which is Movie Bros Pod, you could click on the link in the bio and you could actually go and get your own shirt. Um, and different styles. T-shirt, uh, tank tops, different colors, whole thing duffel bags book bags it's a whole thing you can shop online awesome. anyways uh thank you very much for checking us out make sure you check out um all the other podcasts that uh, uh that belong to the geek pro network that include but not not limited to better let me tell you uh the the child like at best with mike valdez the what's up bro podcast with mike and i um the uh cramacopia which se- season two is uh rolling out now so cramacopia with our friend jeff from kickflix um and uh the kickflix podcast uh the shiver horror movie podcast and then check out hilda's uh at at tabletop gamer girl on instagram because she does a lot with tabletop games and board games and she's awesome and she'll give you yeah right Hilda, you do reviews on on board games and stuff yep yes all kinds of board games so awesome. she's fantastic. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, and that's how movies are reviewed. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.